Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Here on this podcast, we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. And I am the host of this podcast, and my name is Shakira. Thank you for joining us for a brand new episode, because I'm just going to assume that this is not your first time being here. If it is your first time being here, thank you for joining our Carefree family. Go ahead and subscribe. Whenever you subscribe, you'll be notified every single time we have a brand new episode on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast whether it be apple google spotify anchor whatever because it's a lot of platforms out here okay i can't keep up but if you subscribe they'll let you know whenever we post a new episode which is usually every tuesday at 9 a.m sometimes thursdays if we're feeling a little frisky just like today um so thank you again for tuning in I'm going to do this episode a little bit differently. One, because this is not the typical podcast episode where, um, like the standard layout we have on Tuesdays, this is going to be a little bit different. And plus, it is a continuation of the series that we've had going on on the podcast, which is Hindsight is 2020. So how this episode, this particular one, is going to function, instead of doing carefree updates, after this intro we're going to have a quick break from our sponsors and we're just going to hop into the topic we're just going to get straight to the point cut and dry all right i hope y'all okay with that i hope y'all with that so let's just have this quick little break and then we'll be back to just finish our topic on out When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so if you are listening to this podcast episode, I feel like it is safe to assume that you have already listened to the three previous episodes in this series. Here on the podcast, we have had um, Hindsight is 2020 lessons in familial relationships. We've had lessons on love, lessons on career and jobs that I've had. And just to refresh your memory, just in case, if your memory is a little foggy like mine is, Hindsight is 2020 was a series that I came up with because one, next year is 2020, which is crazy to me. Um, And secondly, hindsight is 2020 is a common phrase that people use, which just gives you like that feeling, you know, like when you have a reflection on something, when you reflect on different things that have happened in your life. And you're like, dang, I could have did that a little bit differently. That is where this entire series came from. It just hit me. One day I was in the middle of a meeting. And I literally, I have a a notebook that I take everywhere with me. Like it does not fail. I always have my notebook with me. And I was in the middle of the meeting talking about something completely different. I wasn't talking. They were talking about something completely different. And it just hit me out of nowhere. And I was like, oh my gosh. That is how we are going to close the year on the podcast because that is perfect. So this is the last episode in the series. It is a bit bittersweet because one, I really liked this series. I like every series we do. Some of them I like a little bit more than others. And this is definitely one of those that I like a little bit more than the other series that we've had here on the podcast. So 
I'm kind of sad that this is the last episode to end it, but I do hope that you all have been able to grab something, some little piece, some little nugget, some phrase that you have heard so far throughout the series that you can take with you into 2020 and beyond. So with that being said, I can't even tell you what this particular episode is going to be about. Well, I can tell you what it's going to be about. But I can't tell you the name of it because I don't have a name. Um, I thought that it might be named Lessons on Self-Reflection, Lessons I've Learned About Myself, but I honestly don't have a title at the moment. But as you can see, if you're listening to this podcast episode, obviously I came up with one, but just know I came up with the title, whatever it is, after the fact, maybe even an hour before it comes out. I don't know. Who knows? So... This particular one to end it all out is just going to give you a few lessons on things I've learned about myself throughout this decade, Um, things that I may have had a hard time coming to grips with, personal lessons, um, things about myself that I have had to change, um, things about other people that I have had to learn to adapt to. So that is what this last one is going to be about because I wanted the last one just to be a culmination almost of the entire decade instead of just focusing on one particular um, avenue of my life. So we talked about family relationships. I talked about my jobs. I talked about um, re- relationships with guys. So this one is just going to be like different little tidbits here and there just mostly personal aspects and I've made a list and some may come to me as I am talking who knows how these things go so first things first the first thing I learned about myself was to take a chance and to bet on yourself and in this case bet on myself So one thing you may not know about me is that growing up, I was very timid. I was very shy. I was very reserved. I still am very extremely reserved. So if you ever see me out anywhere and you're like, I think that's her, but I'm like not talking or I look a certain kind of way, it's honestly just because I am extremely reserved and I grew up like that and growing up like that, um, kind of, I I guess you can say I kind of placed myself like in a bubble and I didn't really place too much value on things that I wanted to do or my gifts, my talents, anything like that. My skills, whenever people would like say, like give me compliments on certain things, I would kind of downplay those compliments just because I wasn't confident in who I was as a person. And I still struggle with that. Like, let's be honest, I think we all kind of struggle daily um, as far as being comfortable with who we are. But I can honestly say that I have come a very long way. 10-year-old Shakira would be proud of me right now. Uh, Yesterday, Shakira is proud of me right now. So life, and I say this all the time, life is just like a should be. Let me rephrase. Life should be because it is not this way for everyone. Life should be a constant evolution of yourself in a good way in a good way not bad not backtracking not going back to who you were if that person was not a good person but just a constant evolution realizing things about yourself that you can improve whether they be big or small you should always be looking for some some kind of way to just 
evolve and become a better person or do something a little bit differently instead of just being content with who you are unless you're like you know mother Teresa or Gandhi I don't know (laughs) unless you're like that but we should always be having a period of self-evaluation and this time of the year is when most people do it where we kind of sit down and try to reflect on how far we've come, if we've come far at all, um, where we could have done things differently, where we want to be in the next year. And that is all good. Like it's fine and dandy. But while you're doing that, you have to just, I guess, step back and look at things from a bird eye point of view. So instead of like looking at it from where you're now, where you are now, Um, Look at it from as like an outsider looking in and don't always like if you're okay. So if I'm looking at something from within myself, right, and I'm trying to figure out what I could have done differently, where I went wrong and not just the bad things, but also acknowledging the good things you've done, how far you've come, different accomplishments. If you're looking at it from your personal perspective, you may not always give yourself the credit that you deserve. But if you look at it, if you try to look at it from an outsider's point of view, you can say, dang, I did good. Like, I did a dang thing. Like, if you're looking at it from someone else's eye, you kind of take away that, like, that bias that you have with yourself that kind of diminishes and downplays different things that you've done. But back to the lesson I learned about myself, take a chance and bet on myself. So being reserved, growing up that way. I did not always bet on myself. I did not always take a chance on myself. I felt like if I could do something, somebody else could do it better than me. If I did something well, it could have been done better. And it was not in a healthy way where it's like, okay, I could have did that differently. Next time I'm going to do that. It was in a negative way where it was like, okay, I messed that up. Or I could have did that differently. Let me not do it again. That was kind of how I was growing up. But I will say within the past year, um, I have gotten to a place where even if I mess something up, or even if I feel like I could have done something differently, I'm not in a position now where I'm like, well, Tamira down the street can do it better than me. Let me not do it. I'm in a position now where it's like, okay, I could have done that differently. Next time I will. And honestly, that is the perspective that I want all of you all to have to always bet on yourself, to always take a chance on yourself, because if you don't do it for yourself, who will? If you don't believe in yourself and your abilities, your capabilities as a person, who will? Like it has to start at home first. It has to start within you in order for the world to see that. Another thing I learned within this decade was if you don't speak up for yourself, no one else will. Like you can't expect anyone else to speak up on your behalf. Once you reach a certain age, like I know for me, my mom was always that person. Whenever something happened in my life, whenever someone upset me growing up, I would just call my mom and vent. And she would just like, to be honest, handle it. (laughs) Like she would either... If I was wrong, she would tell me I was wrong. If it was an adult and they were wrong, she would tell them they were wrong. But as I got older, I mean, it's not always like you can't just keep going to your mom all the time. Like You can go to your mom and say, you know, mom, I really just need to vent. And you can offer me some advice on how to handle the situation. But ultimately, 
I'm going to handle it the best way that I see fit now. And I had to grow into that in this decade because I became an adult during this decade and different jobs I've had, different relationships I've had, different organizations I've been in. They all taught me if I don't speak up for myself, no one else is going to do that for me. No one else is going to be that person that my mom was like the advocate for me. You have to be your biggest advocate. You have to be your spokesperson, whether it is on the job, whether it is in relationships, um, telling people how you want to be loved, whether it is with associates, whether it's in the grocery store. You have to speak up for yourself because no one else will. And you can't expect other people to always recognize when your feelings are hurt or recognize when they've done you wrong because... I feel like sometimes we expect people to just know, like when people hurt our feelings, we just because they hurt our feelings, we think that they know that they hurt our feelings. But half the time, I would even say maybe 90 percent of the time, people don't even know they've hurt your feelings. Um, People have their own things going on. People have their own lives. People have their own families and they aren't always in a position to have the emotional I guess you can say intelligence or wherewithal to recognize when your feelings are hurt. So it's not always a personal thing. It's not always a personal attack on you, which is also a sub lesson. I guess you can say that I have learned along with this lesson was that when my feelings were hurt by other people, I will always feel like because I feel like I am a very empathetic person. So I can sense when something I've done or something I've said doesn't sit well with someone else. Like I can just feel the energy, but I had to learn that everyone is not like that. Everyone is not me. And that's another lesson. Everyone is not you, but back to the other one. Um, I had to learn that everybody is not me. So just because I can recognize when I've hurt someone's feelings um, intentionally or unintentionally, everyone is not able to do that. People are not mind readers. People are not Miss Cleo, even though she was a phony and a fraud. Um, everyone is not Miss Cleo and they can't say, oh, wow, she is upset with me or he is upset with me. You have to speak up and you have to tell people when they've done something, you know, you felt was wrong, whether they want to acknowledge it or not, or whether they want to just discontinue the relationship from that point forward. You never know where, you know, it's going to go after you have those conversations with people, but you have to have them. You have to put things on the table and you can't expect people to just know like off rip. You have to talk up. You have to speak up and be your biggest advocate. Now, another lesson I learned in this decade, which was a hard one. I can be completely honest and it took me a while to learn it was that you have to love yourself how you expect others to love you. And I have said countless times over and over and over again on this podcast that I was not always the nicest person to myself. I beat up on myself a lot. I didn't love my body. I didn't love my face. I just did not love Shakira. If Shakira could take my spirit and soul, I guess you can say, out of this human flesh and put it in something that back then that I thought was more desirable to other people or more socially acceptable I would have but thank god that I am not (laughs) 
in a position to be able to do that because I have learned that I have, like, I am, excuse that sneeze that you just heard. I'm at home, okay? I'm not in the studio like usual. So you might hear some background noises. But anyway, I had to learn that I am unique. I am different just like everyone else is unique and different in their own ways. And those things that I didn't like about my appearance or who I was as a person, um, I had to grow, grow with those assets or grow with those physical traits and learn to love them. And there are some days I wake up and I'm like, man, I wish I could change this or man, I wish that was different. That's a human I feel like that's a very human way of thinking. However, that does not make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad individual to have those thoughts. But in the same breath, you have to learn to love them. Because if you're always beating up on yourself about this or beating up on yourself about that, you can't expect anybody else to kind of come and fill that void within you and to love those parts of yourself when you can't love them yourself and in some ways, I agree and disagree with what I just said. I do agree with it wholeheartedly, but I also feel like you may run into people in your life that will come and love the parts of you that you don't love about yourself. And they can probably teach you to love those parts. But on the other side of that coin, I feel like it's more important to learn to love those aspects of yourself before someone else comes along. And I guess I say that because I have dealt with men who were insecure about certain things about themselves. And because they were insecure about those aspects of themselves, I felt like I was always trying to make them feel better about whatever it was. Um, so, for example, one guy, he was insecure about just his his ability to perform in the career that he had chosen and I was always giving him reassurance, but it was tiresome. So you don't want, and then I had someone else that I was dating who was insecure about a certain thing in their physical appearance. And I was always giving him reassurance that, no, this is fine. You look great. Like, I love this. You should learn to love this. And while that can be beneficial to the person that is receiving that, it can be detrimental to the person that is always giving that constant reassurance because it's tiresome. I grew tired of always trying to build them up and make them feel secure about that. But it's easier when you have addressed those things within yourself as an individual person. And once you've grown comfortable and secure in those things, even if they are things that you cannot change, um, it's so much easier for someone else to come in and that relationship to just grow outside of them always having to give you reassurance about something. So love yourself how you expect others to. And that also goes with this idea um, that I've had to learn of talking nicely to myself. So I, again, I beat up on myself a lot and you have to be gentle with yourself. You are a human being. You have feelings and what you say to you matters, which goes into my next lesson that I learned in this decade, which is words mean things. And I feel like we've gotten to a point now where people are like, 
manifestation, um, put things out into the atmosphere, say things so that they can become real things. And I agree with all of that. And if we are going to have that idea, we should also push the idea that we should speak to ourselves nicely. If you're always saying, I'm always broke or I'm never going to be happy. I'm never going to find someone who loves me. I'm never going to drive that car. I'm never going to go to that school. Um, my friends are always treating me so poorly. I can never learn how to do this. You are putting that negative energy out into the atmosphere. And when you put it out, what you put out comes back. So you are receiving that back. So words mean things and you have to speak highly of yourself, speak highly of your future if you expect those things to come back to you. So again, words mean things and even outside of how you speak to yourself as a person, watch how you are speaking to other people. Watch how you are speaking to your family members. Watch how you are speaking to your friends. If you can speak to other people nicely if you can always give other people compliments if you can always give other people reassurance on things that they have going on why can't you do the same with yourself and that is that entire thought right there is what really changed my perspective because I was always the person that was doing what I'm doing now <laughs> like talking to y'all or talking to different people and saying you can do this um I mean, just any piece of advice you can think of. I was always giving people that advice, always giving people constant reassurance on things that they had going on, but I could never give that back to me. And I had to think like, if I can always give people this, why can't I give that to myself? And that thought alone is what changed my perspective. And hopefully, if you are that person, if you're anything like me and you give other people more love than you give yourself, hopefully you can get to a point in your life where you can give yourself the same love, care, and attention that you are able to give other people. I hope. I hope that for you in 2020 and the coming years afterwards. Another thing I learned in this decade which was another hard lesson for me to learn was you can't be everything to everybody. So because I feel like I am a nurturer by words and doing, but mostly by words. And just like if you call me at two o'clock in the morning and you're like, Shakira, I need you to come such and such place. I'm, I'm not going to ask no questions. I'm going to just roll over, make sure my bonnet is secure on my head grab my little slides, grab my keys, and I'm out the door. Okay, where are you? Send me your address. That was me. That's still me. <laughs> but um, I, I had to calm down on that because it wasn't always the healthiest for me. And I'm not talking about like a friend calling you like, girl, I'm about to fight such and such. Come on. That Not that, but like I've had situations with friends who have had family issues or... um issues with police like things like that that were kind of out of their control so I was always like all right where are you I'm coming so that is where um I kind of had to learn like you can't be everything to everybody you can't be the therapist all the time you can't be the provider all the time you can't be the nurturer all the time 
because if you're always all of these things to everybody else, what are you going to be like? What are you going to have going to have left to give to you? And I just felt like I was always running dry, like I was giving so much of myself to everyone and into everything that I never had anything left for me when I got home at the end of the day. So I had to learn you can't be everything to everybody. You have to really ration off. Um, you have to ration off how much attention and I hate to even use the word attention, but I mean, that's kind of what it is. Like you have to be mindful of how much attention you are giving away to other people because it's like a battery. Like your phone has a battery your computer has a battery. If you wake up and it's a hundred percent charged and throughout the day you're letting everyone and their mama use the phone or use the computer. And then at the end of the night, you try to make a phone call or you try to do something on your computer and it's dead because you've let everyone come and use the battery. What do you have left? Like it's dead now. So that is how you kind of have to view your energy and just your aura as a person, like your vibe, because people can be draining especially if you are an empathetic person emphatic person it's hard out you like it is hard out here for a pimp when you are just naturally someone who cares about people and naturally someone who wants to just like throw themselves into what other people have going on to let them know that they are not alone it's hard to kind of resist that and for me it's still something that I'm learning but I'm like okay I can't take that on right now and you can just tell people and if they can't understand that, that's more on them than it is on you. And that also shows you if they can't understand that, then maybe that's not somebody you need around in your life because they may not be able to give you the same energy you need in return. But you just let people know, like, listen, I'm here for you. I will pray for you. I will listen to you vent. But I am not in the position right now to take that on with you like or I will give you the number of someone that you can vent to or something like that but right now I'm just not in the mental state to take that on with you and sometimes people will be offended that's fine <laughs> like that is absolutely fine but as long as you are taking care of you that is what matters another lesson I learned is when people show you who they are, believe them. That is a quote that we have heard for years and years and years from the late, great Maya Angelou. When people show you who they are, believe them the first time. And I, you know, it's one of those quotes that you always hear and you're like, yeah, yeah, okay. But you don't really get the significance of it until it knocks on your front door. And that is what I had to learn with friendships. That is what I've had to learn with relationships. When people give you that glimpse of who they are as a person, don't think that you can just up and change them. Don't think that you are going to be able to make them do a 180 as a person because nine times out of 10, you probably won't. And when they show you that they are still that person, when you leave them, they're still going to be that person. Like, they're just going to be that person with someone else. So, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. And that's all I got to say about that one.
And another lesson, and probably the last one um, that I'm going to share with you that I learned in this decade that I can think of, girl, because it's a lot of them, but I just haven't had the time to sit down and thoroughly go through them. These are the ones that really stuck out to me in my head, and I was like, let me jot that down, let me jot that down. Um, But as for right now, another thing that I learned is your idea of people in your head is not them. And that can be a hard one to acknowledge because when we deal with people, when we meet people, um, you instantly, and it's like almost instantaneously where you meet people, they introduce themselves or you introduce yourself, they shake your hand, they give you a hug, whatever. And you might have one conversation with them or just a few words exchanged with them. And you can automatically in your head create an ideal of who you think this person is but when you find out that the idea that you have of them in your head does not correspond with who they actually are as a person it can be hard to accept that that happened to me (laughs) like multiple times where I had an idea of who I thought a person was Um, Whether it be good or bad, because it can go both ways. I've had ideas of people who I thought were bad people. And then years later, I'm like, wow, that person wasn't bad at all. And here I am walking around with this negative idea of who I thought they were as a person in my head. And I missed out on the time that I could have been spending with this person because I thought they were like this. But on the other side of that, you can have positive ideas of a person in your head and then they end up not being that person and you end up being heartbroken but it's almost kind of like and I hate to say it but it's almost kind of like you break your own heart because that person may have shown you several times who they were as a person and you just didn't acknowledge it because you wanted them to be the image that you had in your head and when they aren't that it's like no you are like this you this is what you do this is how you behave and that's just not them that's the idea you had of them in your mind and that is the only place that that image of someone resides is in your mind that's not who they are as a person and that kind of also corresponds with when people show you who they are believe them don't always create scenarios or personality traits of a person mentally when that's not who they are because you wouldn't want somebody to do that to you like you wouldn't want somebody to feel like you are a bad person and they only have that image because that's who they think you are but that's not who you are as a person so try your hardest it's gonna be hard I know it I know listen I know I'm like I am one of the first people that is like I shake your hand and I'm like oh yeah they're a good person or mm, I don't know I'm getting bad vibes stop it stop stop it because that's what I have to tell myself I'm like Shakira hold up <laughs> girl you thinking a little too fast or hold on wait until they reveal themselves or wait Hold on, wait until you have more information, wait until you meet up with them again. And once people start to show you who they are, then you build in your mind like the character you think they have or, you know, different things like that. So your idea of people in your head is not who they are and you can't just project your idea of someone onto them as a person. It's not fair to them and it's not fair to you either. 
So that is what I have for my lessons that I have learned in 2020. Not in 2020, girl, what? I am almost a week ahead. These are the lessons that I have learned during the decade because hindsight is 2020. There we go. We got it right that time. Next week on the podcast, it is going to be our last podcast episode of the year. I am happy and sad at the same time because it's just like, I'm happy. I'm happy because it's just like we have seen so much growth this year with the podcast. And I just know for a fact that next year, the year after that, the year after that, Lord's willing, like it's just going to be crazy for us because y'all are amazing and y'all share the podcast with your friends. Y'all share it with your family. And that is just crazy to me that y'all think enough of me and the podcast to share it with people. It means a lot. So You know, I'm kind of sad because it's like closing the chapter on a book that you really like, but also looking forward to the next piece in the series of books because you have seen how this book unfolds and you just want to see how the next one is going to go. So that's how I feel about, you know, ending the new year, ending this year, not ending the new year. Girl, it is late. It's Christmas Eve when I'm recording this podcast episode. So my mind is everywhere actually tomorrow I have um my Christmas drive where I live I do a Christmas drive this is the fourth year in a row that I am doing it and we give food and gifts to the homeless we give them to a girl's home here and we give them to a community where women that are single where single women single mothers live with their children so tomorrow is going to be jam-packed for me all day I have been shopping and wrapping gifts to make sure that everything is set for tomorrow so my mind is here but it's also not here my mind is also in tomorrow as well so excuse me for that but I do want to tell you all that next week's podcast episode we will be having a special kind of like fun I hope it's fun. I think it's going to be fun and I think you all are going to enjoy it. But we're going to be talking about um, what we are leaving in 2019 because every year we are always like, oh, I'm leaving such and such in 2019. I'm sick of him or I am leaving her in 2019. I'm sick of her or I am tired of this aspect of things that I do. I'm leaving that in 2019. So I want y'all to tell me. What will you be leaving in 2019? You can send a voice message on Anchor and I can include it in next week's podcast episode. You can write me um, on my personal Instagram, which is at Shakira White, or you can write on the podcast Instagram, which is Carefree and Black Diaries. You can tweet us, Facebook us, DM us, whatever. Let me know what you are leaving in 2019 so I can share it in next week's episode. Don't forget that I love y'all. Stay black and carefree. And we'll see you next week in the last podcast episode of this year. That is crazy. We'll see y'all then. Stay black. Stay carefree. Bye, guys.